they go to church every week, they read their Bible, but they put all kind of garbage in. And what God wants them to do 20 years later, they won't be able to do it because right. they're dead. Okay? They'll be dead. Do you believe that God wants you healthy? Then join me, Cersei Blue and Gigi Carter, on the Healthy for My Purpose podcast where we help you realize the relationship between your health and your purpose. We share how eating like Daniel can revolutionize your life. Through discussions and interviews, we challenge you to discover the powerful connection between plant-based nutrition, your body, and your faith. It's time. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Healthy for My Purpose. We are back again with the series that we are doing with pastors who are trailblazers in terms of incorporating health into their ministry. So I pulled this episode from the archives. This is with Pastor West. This is an awesome conversation you are going to enjoy because he really unfolds what he does with his church, his own personal journey with health, and why he feels that the church needs to preach and teach health. Um, and so you're going to enjoy this one. Um, so before we dive into this episode, just wanted to remind you uh, to follow us on IG at DanielFastToHealthyLiving.com and also to um rate and review this podcast on iTunes as it does help us to further our reach. And lastly, if you are not in the private Facebook group, Daniel Fassenbridge to Healthy Living, jump over there and join us. It's a wonderful group of ladies who are trying to get healthy for their purpose. So guys, let's jump into part two of the series with the pastors who are really shaking things up when it comes to incorporating health ministries into their their church, into their congregation. So without further ado, let's jump in with Pastor West. Why the church needs to teach and preach um, healthy living. And so today I have Pastor West, um, and he's going to really dig deep into this, um, and you're going to love just this discussion and the elements that are going to come with it, but also that he has a story behind his message. Um, and so I'm going to let Pastor West introduce himself um, and tell a little bit about, before we really dig deep into this topic, um, a little bit about your health journey um, and how you came to this conviction as a pastor um, and, and just how you got here. Well, um, I have been in the um, Adventist church. I've been in a church for since 2002. Um, and, and what's crazy is when I first came into the church, um, I, um, knew that, you know, my wife was vegetarian. Um, and she would always try to get me to, you know, eat vegetarian. And I always said that, you know, I'm going to, uh, don't ask me to stop eating chicken because I'm a die eating chicken. Um, mm -hmm. and so, and that was my mantra. You know, I'm, I'm, I love my meat. I'm going to eat my meat. And that's just how things are going to go. Um, and it wasn't until I think probably about 2004, um, we got married in 2003. I think it was about 2004 that I was, um, we were going to church one Sabbath and there was a, um, there was a lady that did 
um, a presentation on health and temperance. Um, and that particular Sabbath, he talked about some of the things that they do to the, um, to the animals. And so ever since then, um, I stopped eating meat. Um, just basically just cold turkey. Um, I was not vegan at the time. I was, you know, vegetarian, um, but I just stopped cold turkey and stopped eating meat. And then it was in 2000, I believe 2005, um, my wife and I, we were living in Atlanta and we were looking for a house that was a little bit closer to um, where our church was. And so what happened is we were going to uh, this, this uh, restaurant called Moe's. I'm sure you've mm. heard, everybody's heard of it. Um, so we went there and we went with our, a friend of ours who was also our realtor. And I was getting ready to get some cheese on uh, my burrito. And he says, no, you don't want to get that. Cheese has, has um, pork in it. Mm. And so um, I decided not to get it. Let me go back and research what he's talking about. And I found out that it does have um, you know, a, a, a pork in it. And so ever since then, um, 2006, uh, 2005, basically, um, you know, we have been, my family has been vegan. Um, mm. and so it's been, you know, it's been, it's been a journey, um, yeah. but it's one that we have enjoyed. So that's kind of my, my story of how I got to where I am. Yeah. And I think that's a really, um, important to know, because I think, as we're going to go in talking about the church needs to preach and teach, I think as ministers, um, as leaders, or just even as laymen or people in the church, we're all going to have our own health journey. And I think that kind of impacts how we, um, how we move forward with it. So let's dive in. Um, guys, if you're listening, um, you know, do leave your comments, do ask questions to Pastor Wes. He's open for questions. Um, and so please do that. But I, I want to dive, just get right to the meat of it. I think when we're talking about talking about healthy living in the church, um, and, and this is going for Adventists or even just the body of Christ in general, I mm -hmm. think a lot of times there is an elephant in the room, a spiritual elephant in the room where, you know, a lot of times we preach and we teach about, you know, how to live spiritual lives, how to manifest faith and everything else but there's this what i call a spiritual elephant in the room because a lot of our prayer points sometimes are you know what pray for my high blood pressure or pray for my diabetes or pray for some type of ailment and there's this elephant in the room because as a church what i want you to kind of get into is is it our duty to meet the needs of our spiritual and our physical beings. Um, I've learned from my own experience that, you know, that side tends to get neglected sometimes in the body of Christ. And so I, I want you to go in and just talk about how, what's the importance of not compartmentalizing our spirituality in the sense of, okay, physical is totally different from spiritual. Well, there, I mean, there, there is, there is a, um, there's a physical, physical and a spiritual aspect. Of course, we know that um, when you begin in the garden, um, mm. that first sin had to do with basically with diet. Um, and one of the things I've always believed is if we can conquer that, we can conquer diet, mm. we can conquer anything. Um, it is one of the things I try to tell people about when it comes to healthy living. Um, and one of the, the main reasons why I choose to, to eat the way I do, um, mm. and just taking out the, 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 the spiritual aspect, the Bible aspect, um, and specifically what the Bible has to say about it. 
the one thing I like to say is, and, and point to people, um, explain to people is that um, the healthier I am, okay, uh, the better I eat, the healthier I am, the longer I live, the more I can be used for the Lord. Um, and so that's the first thing I have to be for me to be at the uh, a level that God has called for me and for us to be at. We have to have um, we have to eat the way God has called for us to eat. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it, it starts with that. It starts with that. Um, and then the spiritual aspect also is that um, when we look in. Uh, in the scriptures, at no time in history did God ever trust his people with their diet. Um, you know, in the garden, he gave us our diet, um, fruits, nuts, and grains. Uh, when you get to uh, Genesis chapter 3, you know, he introduces vegetables. When you get to Genesis chapter 7, he introduces um, meat or allows them to eat meat. And of course, that's only because, you know, they were going into the flood. When they were going into um, Canaan, um, he gave them uh, their diet. Um, and so at no time in history did God ever trust his people with their diet. And so if he didn't trust them back then, um, mm -hmm. then he sure doesn't trust us now. Mm -hmm. And so it also is, um, it is, it is a witness to other people, um, which I think is, is, is vitally important. One of the things, one of the things, especially when it comes to, um, this church, um, this church has been um, a blessing in, in that we were given, we were shown this message, this health message, um, you know, 150 years ago, 160 years ago, and God um, gave this church that message. And so I believe that is so vitally important, especially for us um, at this time where you see so many things that are happening, um, when you see the COVID-19 and a lot of people, you know, they talk about the people that are getting sick. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, of course, the immunity, um, you know, uh, 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 immune systems uh, that are bad. And so what happens is, um, you know, if God's people, if we, if we were to tell people that they need, you know, that you can eat better and that you can build up your immune system, you know, then there's a chance that, you know, even though you may get it, um, mm -hmm. you know, you have a better chance of living. I, I had a conversation, um, just not too long ago, um, today, as a matter of fact, and I've had conversations over, you know, I guess the last couple of weeks with some of my members that it is possible because you know that there are people who have been um, asymptomatic. Um, and so I said, listen, it's, it's, it's really possible that me and my family were asymptomatic, um, mm -hmm. that we had COVID-19, but just didn't show it because of the way that we ate or the right. way that we eat. Um, and so it's important. Um, it's also important because one of the things I have learned in studying is that not just the fact that God doesn't, um, uh, uh, you know, God doesn't trust us with our diet, but the health message is an entering wedge. Um, mm -hmm. there are people who will not listen to anything that you have to say about you know, about your Jesus, about your Sabbath, about all these other things, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you can tell them, when you can show them um, that, you know, if, if you uh, take certain things out of your diet and if you eat certain things, there's a possibility that you can reverse your diabetes, mm -hmm. you can re reverse your cancer. You know, I had a um, um, conversation with, um, you know, it's, it's funny because I actually was preaching on this, I guess, a couple of weeks ago um, on 
this exact thing about, you know, diet and how we need to take care of our bodies and how, you know, we're seeing the world, um, you know, take the message that God has given us and they run with it. Um, when we should have been preaching this for 160 years, mm-hmm. you know, but now you have Burger King coming out with impossible burgers and, or mm-hmm. not impossible burgers, but, you know, um, you know, the, the impossible whoppers and, yeah. and beyond meat and all these other, but these, this is a message that God has given us that we should have been preaching a long time ago. Mm. Um, and I, and I can continue going, but, but I don't know if you, that's, that's what you wanted or you yeah. want me to keep going or. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, go on, go on. That, I mean, I think it's important. What you're saying is that the, the church is a place of healing. And I, and I mm-hmm. think we've lost our way with that in the sense that there's a message that should have already been told, not just, um, you know, to the world, because I think we should be a beacon. And I, and I always go back to the Daniel is that when you looked at Daniel, he used that as a testimony to say, you know, look, not only are we stronger and fitter, we're 10 times stronger. It's, it's the, the, the world should be looking towards the church, not just for mm-hmm. spiritual outward, um, manifestations of God's glory, but even in our physical bodies. And so I think it's important what you're saying there is that this is a mantle that we had, that we should always been carrying, should have been carrying mm-hmm. from 160 years ago up until now. But it's also, it's, it, what I hear you saying is that it's something that is our, is what we should be doing and we must be doing. It's, it shouldn't really be an option. Is, is that what you're saying? It shouldn't be an option. And I honestly believe that where we are right now with this mm. pandemic, mm. it is God saying, listen, mm. I want you as the church that I've given this message to, yes. this is your time. I want you to take this thing and run with it because people are dying mm. because they're because they're catching this virus and their immune systems are bad. But if we did what God called us to do, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it starts, it starts with us practicing it ourselves. Um, yeah. which is, you know, uh, you know, we, we know that uh, a lot of us aren't practicing it. Um, right. I, I, listen, I like to use, um, I like to use myself an example, mm-hmm. um, you know, where I am, I'm 44 years old. I'll be 45 this year. Most people, when they look at me, they take me to be in my, you know, twenties, maybe thirties, mm-hmm. you know, um, on, on, on Sabbath, you know, I am, I am, like a you know bunny rabbit all i'm going all day you know and so i don't get tired i mean you know don't i I don't usually we have our you know we like to take our sabbath nap our sabbath Mm -hmm. rest and Mm -hmm. you know we want to you know chill out for the day Mm -hmm. but one of the things i like to do is we we go all day we go all day and what is going to give you the energy and the stamina to go all day is if you're eating the way the guys call for you to eat right now if you're putting anything into your body of course your body's going to break down Mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're going to be tired all the time. I said, listen, not only do I want to live long, but I want to live long and be healthy. So I don't just want to be 70, 80 years old, but, but be decrepit and I'm walking on a cane. You know, I want to be the, I want to do the same things when I'm 50, 60, 70 that I'm doing now. Right. I mean, I, I just, you know, that's what I want to do. Um, and so for me, it is important um, that we eat this way. And also it is, you know, it's a testimony to other people, you know, if when we go out to present um, the gospel, mm-hmm. 
as I said before, the gospel is the answering wedge. There are people who will not hear anything that we have to say because, you know, they just don't want to hear. We live today, now we live in a postmodern society, society where your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth. And so we have to be able to minister to people in other ways. Now, when you can come to me and you can, you know, help me to, to heal my diabetes mm -hmm. and my, you know, my cancer and all these other mm -hmm. things, my high blood pressure, then it opens the door for me hearing what you have to say. When you right. look at the example of Christ, okay, yeah. every single time, and this is one of the things we miss, every single time it mentions Christ um, um, presenting the gospel to somebody, he ministers to a need. Mm. Every single time. And so he's healing somebody here, healing somebody there. And so how do we do that? We may not be able to lay hands on somebody and all of a sudden they just be healed, mm -hmm. but God has given us, okay, listen, okay, well, you know what? You got arthritis. You know, if you get yourself some cabbage, you boil it in some water, you drink mm -hmm. the cabbage juice, mm -hmm. you know, that'll help your arthritis go away. You know, and these different things, different things that we can give people and tell people to, to help them. Um, to overcome these diseases, these, these lifestyle diseases um, that God has said in Exodus 15, 26 are for the world. Um, right. They're not for his people. Right. So we have to, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's important. Yeah. It's important. And, I, and I think what's even more profound, what you're even saying is that it's, it's like people come into the church and we help them, we help meet their needs. So if they're hungry, we give them food. Mm -hmm. If they're sick, like you're saying, we help them with a health message. But here's the caveat. It has to be something, I think, it has to be something that we're living. You know what I mean? Like It's like we're giving something, but we have to reflect this. Almost like mm -hmm. when you give the gospel, there's this continuity that happens when we're living the gospel and we share it. And I think mm -hmm. with the health message, and this is where I feel the church we all need to kind of wrestle with ourselves because, you know, with our own health journey, because in giving it to someone as the advice, as the standard, as God's best, it's mm -hmm. something now that we also have to put onto ourselves because how could we give it and not take it for and partake of it ourselves? So there's this tug of war that I think is going on in the church where we understand that, yes, if somebody comes in and it's as a means to save them, we can, you know, give them the health message, help them to get better because it will bring them to the hospital. But it even goes beyond that because if this is, if this is God's best, then it's something that we should also apply to our lives as well. And so could you talk about that conflict, the struggle that we have as Christians where we know that our bodies are a temple. We know that we're not supposed to be putting junk, but we too are captive I almost want to say to the to the addictions of food, like any other sin, and sometimes we have to be able to be, acknowledge that and put it on the altar like we would anything else. Could you just talk about that conflict and that struggle that we experience? Because we experience it, even as Christians. Well, it's hard. And, and to be honest, this is the reason why we have not done a good job of presenting the health message because mm -hmm. we don't live it. And mm -hmm. so there is this struggle. Um, the struggle is not necessarily presenting it, um, somebody coming in, presenting it, and we're not living it ourselves yeah. because the reality is this, we don't present it. That's just the reality. 
the the most of us um you know and i don't know who all your viewers are mm -hmm. but as adventists mm -hmm. as a church we promote a vegetarian lifestyle um but most adventists are not vegetarian mm -hmm. um in many of our churches we have many i mean you know many of our churches a lot of people eat meat and so it's it's you know you're not going to preach something that you don't you may not necessarily believe yourself and so and i think one of the reasons why you're trying to you know why you're presenting this mm -hmm. is because you're trying to get people to understand the importance mm -hmm. of it um right. and so we have to we have to um we have to first believe it ourselves mm -hmm. um and that takes honestly that takes it takes us being honest and open yeah. Yeah. and what i mean is this <laughs> so several weeks ago i preached a sermon called the black sheep of the gospel mm. um and the whole premise was it was in second kings chapter five um this is when um a uh, naaman who's a leper um he you know uh, uh his the, the his wife's servant girl finds out um that naaman is a leper um and then she tells him that you know elijah can heal you right mm. and so elijah to naaman finds out Okay, he, he finds out about this Elijah. He goes to the king of Israel. Okay, a letter is sent. Okay, he sent with a letter to go to the king of Israel to say, okay, you know, um, you know, to, to be healed, this a lot, you know, whatever, whatever. And so what happens is when he comes to the man of God, okay, the man of God, what I would say in Adventist, got upset. Okay, because mm -hmm. it was brought to him. I mean, what do you expect me to do? The Bible says he tore his clothes and all this other mm -hmm. stuff, whatever because that's usually how we are when it is presented to us mm -hmm. okay and we're the ones who are supposed to know this stuff when mm -hmm. it is presented to us you know oftentimes we take offense and so this is not something that is necessarily taught and preached in our in our churches mm -hmm. and so that's why it's so hard um wow. for us to be able to share it yeah it we have to get to a point where we have in honest conversation we say you know listen you are killing yourself okay mm. um we're killing ourselves and we know that we're killing ourselves the bible clearly says if you diligently keep my commandments and my laws i will not put on you any of the diseases i put on the egyptians for i am the lord who heals you and so god promises that if we would and he's speaking to his people the children mm. of israel if we would just live by his 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 health his health laws his health principles we would not have the diseases that the world has mm -hmm. and so to answer your question we have to the 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 challenge is just that it's not being it's just not being taught it's not being mm -hmm. preached right. because we've been so accustomed to you know okay well i it, it's it's that elephant in the room that nobody wants to mm -hmm. talk about mm -hmm. you know and so because of that we just you know we just leave it alone because you know if, if i preach on it then you know they're going to say you know um that that uh you you because one of one of the arguments we hear a lot is that you know you think you're going to be saved just because you're vegan you know or you think you're better than everybody else because you're vegan no mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm vegan and i preach it because mm -hmm. that is a part of the message that we are supposed to preach 
Okay. And that is an entering wedge that is going to help other people to be more willing to hear what it is we have to say. And even, even if they never accept the gospel, if they Mm -hmm. never accept it, God has called us, he's commissioned us Mm -hmm. to minister to people's needs, to meet people where they are. So if I see somebody sick, if I, listen, I have this book called the natural remedies encyclopedia, Mm -hmm. right? Thick book like this. Okay that I would ride around in my car with, okay? Mm-hmm. So when I would run into people, okay, or I would visit people who had different ailments, whatever, I would say, hey, you know, you're dealing with uh, high blood pressure, this is what you can do, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, because it is our responsibility right. to care about people, not just to make them, you know, a part of our quote-unquote church, you know, that, yeah. that you, 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 we want to see people in the kingdom, amen. Right. But we want to see people made whole. And when we are presenting this health message, yeah. it is helping to make, to start to make people whole. Right. And I think that's so important. But what would you say? Because I think a lot of times if you're talking specifically to a dentist, they are convinced of the, of the why. They might not be convinced of the should I. Mm-hmm. So what about if you're just talking to the church in general? Mm-hmm. What would you say are the reasons why um, being having a, a component of a health ministry in your church to be healthy, what are the reasons that you would tell them? Because they're coming from a background where as Adventists, we're convinced whether we do it or not, but what would you say to the larger church in terms of why they too should, should be, this is something they should look at. This is something they should get at. They too should look at it. Most importantly, number one, just for health. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I said before, our people in general, we are, we are falling apart. We are not, mm. we're not living as long. Right. You know, we're, we're dying at young ages. Um, right. We're dying from all kinds of diseases, especially mm. as I've mentioned before, especially now, if there yeah. is no other reason yeah. why you need to have a health ministry in your church, mm-hmm. Christianity as a whole, yeah. because a health ministry right now can and will save lives. Mm. That's just with COVID nineteen. That's yeah. that taking that that doesn't even take an account um, the 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 you know everything else that we have to deal with the high blood pressure, the diabetes, yeah. Yeah. all these other things. But just save lives now. Yeah, you know. Um, and then on top of that, our bodies are temples. Mm-hmm. Okay, our bodies are on loan. My body doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the Lord. Yeah. And so if the Lord has loaned me this body and he said it was bought at a price and he's coming back and he's coming back for that body. Mm-hmm. Listen, so you yeah. loaned me your car, right? The Lord just blessed you with a new 2020 Lexus. I don't know, whatever car kind of car you like. Okay. And I get it and, 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 you know, I, and, and I come by your house and you say, Pastor, I just got this brand new car. And, and I say, man, that is nice. Can, can I take it for a spin? And it's, I mean, you just got off the lot and I take it for a spin. I come back and, you know, the back window's out. You got two flat tires and a scratch on the <laughs> yeah. left side. You know, when I come back, you know, you would be upset. You'd yeah. be upset because the car doesn't belong to you. And the same way God is saying, listen, this body belongs to me as a matter of fact you don't even own the breath in your lungs that belongs to me too 
And so when I come back, I want it to be, I want you to have it as, as, as best shape as possible, yeah. you know, um, however you need to do. I mean, and I'm, and I'm giving you the manual, I'm giving you the manual, mm-hmm. you know, of how to take care of it in the yeah. same way that you give me the, we give, we get the manual for our cars. God yeah. said, I've given you the manual as well. And so for those churches, I would say the same thing that, listen, God wants you to be, he says, I want you to prosper and be in good health. Okay. Mm. That's not just for Adventists. Okay. Mm. That's for everybody who reads scripture. Yeah. You know, he wants the Catholic, the Baptist, the Pentecostal. He yeah. wants all of them to yeah. prosper and to be yeah. in good health. Yes. Yeah. So God doesn't want to, God, God does not want us falling apart. Yeah. He doesn't want our bodies falling apart. He yeah. doesn't want us sick all the time. Yeah. He doesn't want that. That's yeah. not good for our lives. Yeah. It's so true. And it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, there's such a disconnect there, but, but it's true. But you, cause you think of it, um, the call that every believer has on their life, you know, individually, and you think about it, if we don't take care of, like you, you're using the analogy of the car, we don't take care of the car. We can't fulfill the race. We can't get mm-hmm. to the destination. And so, it's so painful that a lot of us are dying early or even if we're not dying early, like you said, we're aging in a way that is not vibrant and healthy. Mm-hmm. And so you're still limited and you, you know, the ministry that you would have been doing for 30 years, you're mm-hmm. only doing it for 10. Yeah. That doesn't bring God glory. And so I think what you said is so important because the body of Christ has to realize that, our health is actually, you know, attached to our ministry. Mm-hmm. It's the fuel, you know? And, and what's so ironic what you said about the car is that people will come to church and say, God bless me with the car. You know, I got the best car and they'll put the best gas in it and they'll take care of it. But we don't see our bodies that way. We don't see, right. you know, that part of our bodies. And so I remember I heard somebody say this and it really stuck with me. And she said, when we, well, she said it for something else, but I put it towards our health. When we take care of our health, it's a compliment to God. Because mm-hmm. what you're saying is, I'm, I'm being a steward of my health. I'm understanding, mm-hmm. you know, that you have given me a mission that I have to fulfill. And if I'm going to fulfill it, I've got to take care of it, you know? Um, and so, but I think we've gotten so, we've, we've fallen into the addictions like everybody else. We're addicted to sugar. We're addicted to processed food we're addicted to meat Mm -hmm. and dairy and we're having heart attacks and high blood pressure and we're doing everything just the same um and so this is why you know and you could go into this a little bit more but what steps can a church take i know you said you preach this from your pulpit Mm -hmm. what steps can a church take who they've never had a health ministry they don't know a concept of a health ministry. They're stricken by this, the COVID-19. They're convicted by some means of this to say, you know what? We've got to do better as a church. Where do they start? I would say to start as, um, as a church to, let's say, okay, as church-wide, we're going to have a meatless Monday. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. We're going to have a meatless Monday. Um, and also that's number one. Number two is, we're going to start once a month. We're going to have, if we don't have anybody in the church to do it, we're going to have somebody who we know that can do it to come in and do a cooking class. Mm. Okay. Um, 
those are th practical things that we can do, that a church can do, better yet, to try to get a, a, a health ministry going. Because, yeah. and, and the reality is, it's because there are so many YouTube videos. I mean, um, the, the, the person who, the person or the church that wants to change, yes. I mean, all the, the opportunities are there. Yeah. The opportunities are there. And so I would say, you know, start off with, hey, you know, let's do a meatless Monday. Um, so, you know, for the next, you know, month, two months, you know, we're going to do meatless Monday. Um, mm -hmm. And we're going to do everything is going to be, you know, vegetarian. Um, maybe as a church, um, take a trip to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, um, let's, 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 let's get a list of things that we've read, you know, um, that, that are healthy. Um, and so let's go, let's go to the grocery store and let's point out some things that we know that we can eat, you know, um, or let's, let's pass out a list in the church of things that, you know, are, uh, healthy options mm. to the things that we already have. Mm. So for instance, um, you know, we have our, our, our milk. Um, yeah. and so right next to that, we have our almond milk. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we have our meat you know, mm -hmm. our hamburger. So right next to that, we may have our, our, um, you know, our TVP or our, you know, Boca crumbles or our tofu. Pack. I mean, just something that has, you know, some, you know, or, 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 or for the, we just have some, some other option so right. that people can say, Hey, these are some of the things that I usually eat. Right. And then these are some other, some vegetarian or vegan options. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I think, churches have to reach out and because um, like you said there is so if there's any a time that there's so much information out there um you know it begins i know for me um one of the things that i started with was a daniel fast and sometimes when you mm -hmm. do things as a body as a collective body um and say we're going to do this together for 60 days or 90 days or 30 days it kind of builds that accountability um but i know a lot of times when we talk about food in the church there's a lot of ironies that go with that because one thing we know is that we fellowship over food. It doesn't matter if you go to Baptist, Catholic, you know, whatever church you go to, there's this fellowship around food. And I think there's this irony that comes with this is that we would have this wonderful message on the healing powers of Christ and the salvation of Christ. And then we will go down to the church basement, at least back in my day, the church basement, right. whatever, you know, and we would go down to the church basement and eating things that just reversed everything we just spoke about mm -hmm. and i think people are not making those connections and i think part of this episode today is to expose these contradictions right mm -hmm. and to to say listen on one hand we can't preach spirituality and then on the other hand have a fish fry in the right. church i mean if you want to have a fish fry at your house every individual can't stop them but I think the church should be a beacon of health. Um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about that. The church being a light in every way. The, I mean, mm -hmm. listen, I, I am a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and I love my church. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but as I mentioned before, everything starts at the top. Ah. Yeah. Everything starts at the top. So mm -hmm. the reality is this, if as a, if as a Seventh-day Adventist pastor, if I eat meat, mm. then I'm going to be okay 
first of all, I'm not going to preach the health message in my church, mm. A, or B, better yet, and then C, I'm not going to have a problem with fish fries. Yeah. I'm not going to have a problem with, you know, having, you know, um, you know, chicken, you know, KFC for lunch, mm-hmm. you know, um, for Sabbath lunch. Mm-hmm. And so to be honest, it starts at the top. And so mm-hmm. we have to, as ministers, mm-hmm. as pastors, we have to be convicted that it is important. And the reality is this, you know, for all of us, it's not important. You know, for all of us, it's, it's just not, you know, I mean, you know, eating meat is, is not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of us, you know, eat, just because I eat meat, is, I'm just not going to send me to hell. Right. You know, right. That's just the reality. Right. And so because of that, unfortunately, you know, we, we have a lot of churches that think that it's okay. And so what happens is when you come in mm-hmm. as a pastor that teaches or preaches this message, mm-hmm. you know, you are the one that looks kind of odd. Yeah, you, you know? like you're judgmental or something. You're <laughs> yeah. the judgmental one. Yeah. Why is he always talking about yeah. meat and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. You know? The other pastor, you know, didn't have a problem with this, yeah. you know, in the past before that. And so what happens is we have to have a consistent message. Even if, even if I don't practice something. Yeah. You still have to preach it. Yeah. I still have to preach it. Yeah. And this is the thing. I am a sinner. Yeah. I mean, in need of a savior. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I am broken just like everybody else. Yeah. But the one thing I understand is that, as a pastor, as a leader, people yeah. look at me. Yeah. And so I can't, I'm not going to do anything yeah. that is going to cause somebody else to stumble. Yeah. So listen, I mean, yes, I am, I am vegan. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if I were to eat an egg, okay, you're not going to see me eat an egg. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that is a message because I understand, yeah. um, the, 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 the power of the, of, of, of my position and what yeah. I'm called to preach yeah. and that it is my responsibility to be a witness to you and not to be a stumbling block. Right. And so even if I may not, even if I may not believe it, yeah. okay, I still have to, you know, at least give the appearance that I, I live it so that yeah. I'm not causing you to stumble. Right. And, and I, I think, yeah, yeah, it's so true because I think at the end of the day too, and it's, I don't think it's a call for perfection for the church, mm-hmm. but I think it's still a call to move in that direction. And when I say yeah. the church, I'm just talking about every denomination, every pastor right. out there as a leader, there is this burden that you feel like, okay, I can't preach it until I've lived it 100%. Mm-hmm. But part of that, I feel like what you're saying is that you really haven't truly gotten the conviction for it because we all know that we're not perfect, but we've gotten right. the conviction of certain sins. So we know that, you know what, even if I haven't mastered it for myself or I'm still working it out with God, I'm going to preach it because I know that it's so necessary for the body to have it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the whole healthy eating, we get, it becomes an ego thing because deep, deep, deep down, we're not truly convicted by it because if we were we would preach it in spite of ourselves we would even be transparent and say listen i'm struggling just like you but we have to do this together and i think that might be something um and i think maybe as as a pastor i guess the question would be what would you say to a pastor because i feel pastors 
can speak to pastors because they mm -hmm. kind of understand this, their similar struggles and, and things like that. What would you say to any pastor of any denomination of, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you work that through? How do you work that through? Um, you said something that was very interesting that, um, you know, even though you, you, you may not live it, you know, still preaching it. Mm -hmm. um, every single week that I, when I stand up to preach, mm -hmm. okay, I preach sermons that are speaking to me just like it's speaking to the people. Right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have not reached perfection, but right. I still got to preach the sermon. Right. Still got to preach the sermon. Yeah. And so in the same way that ended that other pastor, those pastors have to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You have to, one of the things I try to do is to be transparent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Listen, I, I, look, I'll get up there. It may not be on health, but other things I may preaching, be mm -hmm. preaching about. And I say, listen, I'm just letting you know, the Lord spoke to me before he spoke mm -hmm. to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so this is something that I'm still working on. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Lord is still working on me on this thing, whatever. And so you can still preach that thing. You can yeah. still talk about it. You can say, listen, we are in this thing together because that's the reality. We are in this thing together. There are some things we are not in together. Okay. So, so, um, we now, now if I'm preaching, we are not trying to, you know, grow and, and eating better. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of there where I want to get to, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But there are all these other things that right. I preach that we're all walking that walk together. And so mm -hmm. for that pastor who is not preaching and teaching and living the health message, they can say, Hey, you know what I'm saying? Just like you stand up and you preach these other sermons and you talk about mm -hmm. how we are trying to get there together in the same way with the health message, mm -hmm. living um, healthier lives. We are trying to get there together, even though mm -hmm. I may not live it. Okay. I'm trying. And me being able to say that out loud allows you to hold me accountable. Because mm. reality, that's what we need. Right. We need people to say, okay, you know what, pastor or member or whoever it is, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm struggling with this thing too. I mean, let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's go out to lunch together to a vegetarian yeah. vegan restaurant. Yeah. Let's yeah. make some recipes, whatever. And so, I mean, let's, let's, let's do something that is going to help both of us because, you know, we're all in this thing together. Right. And I think, you know, this is why, I mean, in the ideal world, I mean, people should come to the church and of course you're getting spiritual blessings and everything, but I feel like people should come to the church and have like a, the most healthiest lunch they've ever had. You know, mm -hmm. they would leave there and say, man, that was really healthy and delicious. They should have, they should be able to go in there and say, you know what, there's a fitness program, mm -hmm. potentially, depending on your size of your church and what you can do. There's a walking program. Mm -hmm. There's people teaching me that I need to get, you know, fresh air. We're going for what, like it needs to be holistic. And I think that's the message um, because at the end of the day, when, when we talk about heart disease being the number one killer in America, that's souls. Let's, let's say heart disease is killing, you know, 250,000 souls. Sometimes when we say people, we lose it from the church aspect. We're just like, oh yeah, it's just people. But those are souls, right? right. And so... The, so this is where the enemy, I feel, and let's, you can talk a little bit about this a little bit more, but the, I feel like the enemy has come in through this back door 
and he's just laughing because he's like, you know what? They don't even they don't even know that you know I could I'm I'm coming in through the sugar and I'm coming in. It sounds so crazy, and I'm coming in through inactivity, but it's another way he can snuff us out. And so I think as pastors, and you can talk a little bit more about this, it's also being vigilant in 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 the in the plots of the enemy in terms of trying to snuff souls out through mm-hmm. heart disease and diabetes. That's the number one killer in this country. There are, I mean, the one of the things that I like to talk about is is that you know the the devil the devil is going to use any means necessary. Mm. And so, and you spoke about this earlier. What happens is this. God has people that he wants us to minister to. Okay. People that he wants us to meet people. He wants us to share the gospel with. Okay. Mm. Whether it be verbally, whether it be by, you know, how we live, whatever it may be. Yeah. When we cut, um, when we don't eat the way God has called for us to eat, when we are not living healthy lives, Mm. okay, we cut our lives short. And so therefore we're not able to um, fulfill the call, the mission that God has for us. Mm-hmm. And so it is important that we understand that the, de- listen, the devil doesn't care if you go to church every week. Okay. As long as you're not getting anything out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care if you go to church every week and you're not being changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what happens, he still has you on his team. Yeah. Okay. Still has you on his team. And so in the same way, the 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 devil is using, like you said, that that you know, the aspect of health and saying, Hey, look, you know what I'm saying? Uh they go to church every week, they read their Bible, but they put all kind of garbage in. And what God wants them to do 20 years later, they won't be able to do it because right. they're dead. Okay. They'll be dead. And so the the witness that God wants them to be to um, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so in two years, okay, they won't be able to be that witness in two years the way I need them to be that witness because they're going to be on a cane in two years. Mm. They're going to be home, okay, with gout in two years, Mm. all right? So so everything I need for them to do, okay, Mm. excuse me, everything the Lord wants, everything God wants them to do they won't be able to do because they won't have the physical capacity to do right. it because their bodies will be breaking down. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. And let's not even talk about mental clarity and depression and emotional health that is tied to what we eat and how we live. That's a whole nother can of worms when you're talking about the church. You know, there, there, there's people that are suffering with mental illness and depression and, you know, the clogging of the mind. I don't know if anyone, when you've come off, and maybe you can talk a little about when you come off of junk food and you start eating whole foods mm-hmm. the way God designs it to, there's a mental clarity. I think you hear God clearer. I, I swear by it that I hear God clearer mm-hmm. when I'm eating better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, I've, and I have spoken with um, people, you know, members um, mm-hmm. who have said the same thing where they are, um, you know, everything is just their bodies feel better. They mm-hmm. feel, I mean, more in tune with God. I mean, just everything is just, um, they're, they're lighter. I mean, just, just everything. I, I think I, I was talking to somebody today 
Um, and they were saying they just feel they just feel lighter. They feel more in tune. I mean, just mm -hmm. everything is different now that they have let certain things go. And mm -hmm. so, yes, I mean, the, there is a um, there is a mental aspect. You know, when you when you put certain things into your body, it makes you you know groggy and you're tired. I mean, how how can you be focused when you're mm -hmm. always tired? Mm -hmm. You know, how can you how can you understand what God is trying to show you in the Word? when you right. can't stay awake to read it yeah you know so all of these things play you know into into how we eat and so you know we we yeah it's a tough one so if you've just tuned in we are talking to pastor west and we are talking about why the church needs to teach and preach healthy living um go ahead and put a, a comment do you feel like this is something that is necessary do you feel what are your thoughts leave a comment ask a question to dr west we have a few minutes more before we close it down but what are your thoughts um those who are listening you know are you convicted is it something that you feel that is is is, is something that's convicting you or what are, what are your thoughts Yeah. So as you know, as people leave comments, I'll let you know what they say. But yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those perplexing conversations. And I think um, you know, I'm 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 glad that you gave those practical steps to the pastor because I think, like you said, it does start from the top. Um any other thoughts in terms of just why the church needs to pick this mandate and why they need to pick it up now? you know this month next month you know <laughs> i mean I, I think i mean going back to what i mentioned earlier about the yeah. COVID 19 that yeah. that, that, is, that is you know that is number one mm. um you can be such a witness to um the world around you uh by introducing that to people um yeah. so one of the things, and I've I've been I've been blessed in that you know the the churches that I've gone to and the Lord has given me the privilege to pastor, um, you know I preach this message and people have now now of course you know it, I mean everybody's not hey come on I'm I'm ready let's go let's go mm. you know but there are people who have made the changes and so sometimes it just takes you know it, it takes sometimes sometimes it takes time you yeah. know people have to hear it several times or whatever also we have to we have to make sure that we are giving people options one of the things i like to do is um when i preach it um when i'm either either preaching it or giving a bible study mm -hmm. is give them um some options some things that they can eat um yeah. so like if i give a bible study to somebody on health yeah. then we're going to i'm going to come by and we're going to make something healthy you mm. know we're going to have a one-on-one -on -one cooking class in your house okay mm. a couple weeks ago when i preached on it I think about a, uh, about two weeks later, I had a, a Zoom cooking class, mm. you know, um, so that the members who wanted to make that change um, ah. um, mm -hmm. can make it, you know. And so I, you know, sent out a list of all the ingredients you need, whatever. This is what we're going to make this particular day, you know, and allow them to make it for themselves at home mm. right. okay, while I'm making it. So that way you can taste it and you can say, oh, you know what? I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. And so I think sometimes if people, sometimes people, there are a lot of people who don't believe because they've never tasted it before. Mm. And so we have to be able to, you know, provide it for people. Sometimes, you know, listen, sometimes you have to go above and beyond. 
Mm. Meaning you got to cook something and you got to take it to your neighbor next door. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to cook. Sometimes you got to go buy some of this food for your member. Okay. Mm -hmm. And give it to them because for them to go out and to buy it themselves is just, okay. I don't want to end up wasting money, you know, because, you know, I don't know if I'm going to like it, but you might have to spend a couple of dollars, go buy it yourself for them. Okay. And take it over there. You might have to take it over there and then cook for them. Right. You know, we, how bad do we want our people Healthy. to change yeah. their, their, their lifestyles? Yeah. You, know, you got to be willing to go above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty deep. And I think that's where, you know, I'm, I mean, I guess we could even say, you know, the, the buffets that churches are doing right now, we're in COVID-19, so we're not really doing any of them. We're not even meeting, but once we start meeting back, you know, pastors could get help to figure out, you know, how, like you said, get resources and figure out how they can make that buffet that they do before we ever go back to buffets. That's a whole other story, but, (laughs) you know, on on what we can do. Um, Anything else, any other resources, or did you want to give a, a, a little bit of a, just a synopsis before we close on what are some of the key health points, um, you know, in terms of, I know you were saying eating a whole food, plant-based diet. Is there any other healthy tips you wanted to give that, you know, that you, that you actually preach from? I mean, the, the, of, healthy eating for me is the mm-hmm. most important, mm-hmm. you know, um, you exercise is important as well yeah um i'll be honest i don't i don't preach the the you know the air and the sunlight you know Mm -hmm. all of that um you know it is important um but i'll just be honest i don't preach that Mm um i i preach you know the health portion because the the reality is this if i if i get a lot of if i get you know sometimes it's harder for people to do everything yeah, you, know, you got to start with um, one. Yeah. And so the one thing we all are going to do, yeah. we are all going to eat. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And so if I can help you to make healthier choices, um, to start with that, mm-hmm. then we can slowly get to the other stuff with exercise and, and all those other things, whatever. Um, but to kind of give a synopsis, it is God loves us so much. Ah. Yeah. So much that at creation, he gave us this diet because he knew exactly what we would need to sustain ourselves. Okay. Mm. When we get to the flood, he says, you know, because there's not going to be any vegetation, I'm going to allow them to eat A, B, C, D. I'm going to allow them to eat meat. But then he's like, hey, you know, but but after you get out, you know, this is still my diet. And, and, and what happens is, you know, when they started eating the rest of the stuff, their lifespans began to, 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 to shrink. Um, mm, yeah, God, very God, true. died in the garden. Then in, 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 in the new, in a new heaven, the diet will not have any thing that comes from an animal. Or a box. <laughs> yeah. So, so God is, God is trying to get us ready for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get, prepare us. And the yeah. thing is, I go back to God loves us so much that he, mm-hmm. it, it, it hurts him to see us sick. 
Yeah. It hurts him. And 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 to be honest, that is that is the 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 appeal that that's the crust of it. That's the appeal yeah. I give my members. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. I don't one of the biggest frustrations for me is when I know that there that I know that you are sick and I know that there is something that is going to make you better. Okay. Uh, but you don't want to take it. Mm-hmm. That that hurts that hurts as a pastor because you want to see all of your members prosper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so in the same in the same way, God loves us so much that he wants to see us prosper. He wants to see us be in good health. He wants us, he wants to see us live long, healthy lives. But we can't do that if we are not eating the way God has called for us to eat. Oh, wow. Yeah. And That's then on top of that, last yeah. thing is God has a mission for each and every one of us. Okay. We are not island to ourselves, island to ourselves. God has called us to minister, to preach the gospel to the dying world, okay? We can't do that if our bodies are not holding up. Mm. We can't do it. And so, you know, my, my appeal uh, mm. is that, you know, give it a try. You know, give it a try. Um, you know, do a meatless Monday, you know, uh, maybe try a couple weeks, a couple um, days a week that you go without meat. Um, you know, I'm, 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 you know, trying this, this whole thing where, um, I take a day, you know, where I just eat all raw, you know, and just, just try a different and just see how you feel. I told yeah. one member, that, um, uh, try for two weeks. Okay. And see how you feel mm. two weeks and see how you feel. Yes. If you do, if you do that, I guarantee um, going back, going back to your Daniel diet. Okay. Yeah. Just give the Lord 10 days. Yeah. Okay. And I guarantee things will be so much better. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if the body of Christ just said, we're going to do as a collective 30 day fast of the Daniel yes. fast. That would yeah. be amazing. But thank you, pastor. That was so wonderful what you said, but I'm going to close out because you said something and I'm going to read this scripture. John third, John one verse two. Mm-hmm. And let me get that scripture and find a good version of it. Um, Dear friend, I pray that you are doing well in every way and that you are healthy just as your soul is healthy. Amen. That is the word of God, y'all. So there you go. It's right there. Exactly what Pastor West was saying. God wants us to prosper just as our soul. That's pretty powerful. He's putting it in the same, in the same um, way. And we know that God wants our souls to be saved. So if he wants our souls to be saved, he wants our bodies to be saved. And so thank you so much, Pastor Wes. You have demonstrated that our forks are a ministry <laughs> because what we put on the end of those forks is a spiritual practice and thank you thank you thank you so much and maybe we will have you come back on and cook something because i heard that you're throwing down in the kitchen and preaching the gospel so that would be a wonderful combination because i think sometimes like you said when people see it they're more likely to believe it so thank you so much pastor west it was a pleasure pleasure having you on thank you so much 
Thank you for joining us on the Healthy for My Purpose podcast. We hope you enjoyed the community and are walking away empowered and encouraged to live your healthiest life for your God-ordained purpose. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to enjoy fellowship with like-minded women. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this on iTunes. Until we meet again, keep honoring your body for your purpose.